Is this thing on? Welcome to the safe space you didn't know you needed. Pour a glass and join us. You are now tuning into Goddess Culture with Jordan and Shanice. Episode 65. It feels so good to be back. We talked a lot about making big girl decisions, breakups, and how I was on my eat, pray, and love shit. Y'all are really going to like this episode. Let us know what you think by like, commenting, and sharing. As always, our DMs are open. Wow. Wow. (laughs) It feels so good to be back in front of a mic. This is, I mean, this is how we got started. All the ventures and things that Shanice and I have done since 2017 literally started out right here on this very microphone. Well, a jankier microphone. (laughs) Then we got to this nice microphone, but it started on the mic. And it just feels really good to be back. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Um, yeah. yeah. Real quick before we jump into the episode, though, um, this past weekend we went to the Every Stylish Girl Sip and Slay in New York, and we actually ran into one of our listeners who's been around for quite some time uh, at Becoming Dr. B on Instagram, um, and she has just been in the trenches with us forever, and yeah, it was cool for started. her to see us and then recognize us and show us some love. Her not even knowing that we had an episode on the way. So, hey, girl, if you're listening to this, we appreciate the love. Yes, surprise. <laughs> and we're not going to get into we're back or why we're back. We're mm-hmm. going gonna to get into why we're back in the episode. But, yeah, we're back, kind of. And we're trying not to say that because every time we say that, we, we don't be back. <laughs> <laughs> we film an episode and then a year later we're like, okay. Let's really be back this time. Let's, let's do it again. Yeah. But we're so excited to be back and... This is, like, a full circle moment, so Mm -hmm. I'm so excited for you guys to join this journey again, and one thing about us, we're very transparent and honest, so y'all about to hear all the shit we've been through the last last year, year. (laughs) and even, I think now, even more than ever, I think we're, me personally, I'm in my fuck it phase of life. Yeah, fuck that shit. I'm in my fuck it phase, like, Mm -hmm. you hear how we talking, we we weren't even speaking like this before, like, we're both very much grown and feel comfortable talking about what we want to talk about. So we're going to talk about it. All right. Yeah. The podcast is going to forever be the same, but you guys are going to definitely see a more mature um, take Honest, on life. open. Yes, more open, definitely. Because I think before we used to be like, should we crop out the Should curse? I say this? Yeah. My mom is listening. <laughs> hey, Joe. Hey, mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, y'all listening, but just... We're going to tell y'all what number to close y'all ears at you so know, that you don't hear everything. Give you a little warning. All right, let's jump right in. Of course, uh, just like our old episodes, if you like what you're hearing, please comment, rate, and subscribe. Y'all know that helps bump us up on the charts, and we want to make sure as many people that can get their ears on God's culture can. Um, starting with the news. Roe versus Wade. I don't even... I, I'm, I'm upset that we're even starting here. You know, it's, it's a little sickening. How that, did we get here? Well... I'll tell you how we got here. But then they let a Cheeto in office Child. and let people just start making decisions and doing things. That's how we got here. I mean, Roe versus Wade has been on the docket for a long time for Republicans, which we know. And when Republicans decided to become a single um, issue party, really abortion became the thing that they could all rally behind, which is astonishing to me when, you know, a lot of those same folks are setting up abortions for their mistresses and their daughters. But, you know, that's not my business. Um, we're very pro-choice over here. Yeah. We think that it's everybody's right to choose. Um, you don't have to love abortion to think that everybody should have the right to get one if they so choose or if it's necessary for their lives. Right. Um, so it's disappointing to know that the government has now made it the state's choice that it's a woman's right to have an abortion. Yeah. It's it's giving sickening, mm-hmm. and I'm actually disgusted. How do we get here? Because this is like, it's been around for 50 years plus. Mm-hmm. At this point, Roe versus Wade, and for you guys to just kind of decide that, you know what, we're gonna tell women what to do because to, they woke up this morning like, you know what, I'm gonna make this decision for them, and that's just not cool. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, like Jordan said, we are pro-choice. It is your decision if you want to. If you don't, you don't have to explain shit to nobody. So we're just gonna stand on that, mm-hmm. and until we have the resources to provide resources for individuals who are affected by this change um we're just going to continue to use our platform to let people know Mm -hmm. that we are pro-choice and you know what i have an idea about how we can actually help people who need it so i'm not going to say the name of the company that provides uh, medications via the mail because i don't want 
to amplify something that the government is going to try to shut down. But what I will say is, if you are in need of abortion services and you live in a state that is now illegal to get those services in, DM us and we will chat with you about how we may be able to assist. I actually know of a resource that is credible and can get you some assistance today if you need it. Yes. Um, Yeah, we're grateful and lucky to live in a state that double down on the fact that we have these access these um, resources but i'm from a state that has the eight-week heartbeat bill and probably in a couple of weeks they're going to try to totally ban abortion so i empathize and i get you know people how afraid people are for this so yeah yeah. on a lighter note um you know we got to pull it out of (laughs) pull it out of the darkness Heading over to our affirmation, feelings can't only be valid when they are yours. Mm, It's given self-reflection. It's given real self-reflection. And I'm glad that you said that because in the last year, y'all, Shanice has done so much work. So much work. Whole new new bitch. bitch. You know what I'm saying? Her self-awareness and emotional intelligence is freaking through the roof. Through the roof. Yeah. And not that it was necessarily lacking in the last few years. You could say it. Talk talk about it. You know, but not in the last few years, though. You've been doing a lot of work since, like, 2016. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying, like, now it's just, like, almost 30. Yeah. Shanice, it's, it's just... Is different. Yeah. You know? So let's let's hear a little bit more about your emotional intelligence and, and self-awareness journey. Well, let's just start here, mm-hmm. okay? I took a quiz. Mm-hmm. I, I took a <laughs> online? quiz. I took an online quiz uh-huh. about emotional intelligence. One, I didn't even know what emotional intelligence was, mm-hmm. okay? Got a job. The job required us to take this quiz. Oh, yeah. All right. this personality. All this. Yeah. And I'm how like, you work style, all that type of stuff. At first, I wasn't going to take it serious because I'm like, I actually have a life. Mm-hmm. But then um, my mentor was like, no, like, take it serious. So I took it serious and I failed. Like, not failed because you can't necessarily fail, but... You learned forced, things about yourself yes. to love. It, I learned things that I was doing, like, subconsciously mm. that affected other people's emotion. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, where emotional intelligence kind of came in. It's like being able to be cognizant of how you react and things that you do and mm-hmm. how that affects everybody else. You know what I'm saying? And just being aware of that, not necessarily changing who you are, but just being aware that, you know, things that you say and do have a cause and effect on other people. Mm-hmm. And after I kind of failed that quiz, I kind of was like, you know, it's, it's, it's funny to laugh at haha, but it's not funny in real life. Mm-hmm. Like in real life, like being emotionally aware and, and, having empathy towards people is super important. Mm -hmm. Like, it's super important for relationships. It's super important for dating. It's super important for friendships. Like, these are are qualities that, like, I wanted to add to my life to become a better person. And I truly, from the bottom of my heart, wanted to become a better person. Mm -hmm. So after the last, like, I want to say, like, two years where I really, really took it seriously and I started to implement just, like, changes in my life on, like, how I react to things and, like, how I say things, how I even do things. Like, I just wanted to become an adult. (laughs) (laughs) And not only adult, but, like, a well-rounded adult. Like, I wanted Mm -hmm. people to not feel like I came into a room and, you know, there's this perception or anything and, you know, I, I give them more ammunition to back up their perception of me. Like, I wanted to be emotionally aware enough to be aware of what I'm saying and what I'm doing and how that has a cause and effect on people. So Mm -hmm. with all of that, like, that's kind of why I needed this break with Goddess Culture because I was able to, like, step back and kind of fix myself. And now I feel like, I don't feel like I'm perfect because humans aren't perfect. We're just, like... Human. We're who we are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're going to get what you're going to get. But yeah. I feel like with that break, I was able to just readjust. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like so much more confident in myself. And mm-hmm. I I think that's so important. Yeah. Like confidence. What I will say is so many people say, I want to be better. I want to do this. I'm mm-hmm. going to try this. I'm going to change this. And they say it and it lasts for a month or a couple of weeks. And then they go back to like their old like selves it's easy and what i will say is though you have not done that at all like when you said like i'm trying to be different like you show up every single time and especially when you recognize people doing some bullshit when you recognize it 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 makes it like you bring it right back to this is exactly why i wanted to be better this is exactly why i was trying to change for myself because it doesn't feel good to witness people's lack of self-awareness for people to not recognize how they affect people how they hurt people etc and or even if it's not even as dramatic as hurting somebody but just not recognizing how your words how your opinions how your thoughts can like influence their emotions but yeah this thing hits me 
in the gut because, and I'll talk about it later when we get into our goddess chat, which is wild. I'm even be speaking about, but I had a big life change. You sure did. I had a huge life change, and for a long time, I felt like my feelings not were the only ones valid, right? But if they felt more important than the other person's. And when I decided to make this big decision I'm going to speak about, I had to also recognize that this could be like a hurtful and like a sad experience for this other person, too. Mm -hmm. And it made me have a level of empathy that wasn't like, just fuck him. Yeah. You know, it was like, damn, this thing hurts for the both of us. For the both of us. But I still had to make a decision and we move. Yeah. But yeah, we'll get into that soon. But you've definitely done a lot of growth as well. And in that short period of time of that decision to now, whole different bitch. You know? It's giving. I'm glad because I was a sad bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I was a sad girl, okay? Girl, so was I. We had our moments. We sure did, but yeah. Grateful for the break, grateful to be back. Let's talk about this Unbossed. Yes. You guys know we love a good Unbossed segment where we highlight um, small business owners who we frequently shop and who we love and adore, and we just want to give them opportunity to shine on our platform. So Mm -hmm. this next one is actually a very close friend of Goddess Culture. She was on an episode before, and we've worked together in numerous capacities, so we're excited to mention her. Yes. Like, um, a million episodes ago, Brianna... Um, of Mudo. So Mudo is a um, scent or a fragrance brand um, that is uh, black woman owned. Um, the scent is oil based, which means it's, it's something that you can really incorporate into your body care routine. So instead of just like spraying your clothes before you head out the door, after you shower and put on your lotion and your butters and your oils, she encourages you to Put the fragrance directly on your skin as it is oil-based. Allow it to fully absorb before putting it in your um, putting on your clothes. Um, I personally do that, and then I spray my hair. Because when I walk fast past people, I want them to smell me. Period. You know? I want them to be like, now what the hell was that? Um, Shanice and I have both purchased Mudo on our own. Obsessed. Um, it is literally a staple. I'm obsessed. Uh, it is a staple, right? A breath of now, fresh air. Brianna really did her thing. It was like It's like clean, but mm-hmm. it's a little sultry. Mm-hmm. It's powdery a mm-hmm. little bit. It's very, very fresh. Um, yeah, I just can't get enough, honestly. And it comes with this super cute grab-and-go bag. That y'all see me post on my story all the time. There's like the first iteration was like this white or clear bag with black lettering on it, and then the new iteration for the summer is this beautiful orange. Orange is Brianna's color. Um, but yeah, shout out to Brianna. And actually, she just got put into Credo, the clean beauty brand that is a distributor, kind of like a Sephora, but for clean beauty. Um, so they sell her products, which is amazing. Um, I'm sure we'll have her back on the show at some point, but if you can. Um, go to Instagram, type in Mudo, M-O-O-D-E-A-U-X, um, official, and then um, to head to her website, Mudo.com, or you can go to Credo Beauty and search Mudo, and you'll get all of the goods, all of the info. Be sure to subscribe to her newsletter. They're very cute and catchy and entertaining. You will love them, adore them. And if you purchase, tell her that God's Culture sent you. Yes, and we love it. Did I mention that we love it? Yeah, we love it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Getting into our goddess chat. We're talking adulting. We're making big girl decisions over here. We're standing on those decisions. Mm, stand um, up. <laughs> y'all be weak in the knees. Y'all be weak in the Stand up. <laughs> yeah, a lot has happened in the last 365 days, huh? Yeah. So, in the beginning, we said we don't want to start, like, you know, saying we're back. So, we're just going to go straight into, like, what the fuck's been up yeah you know what I'm what's, saying? what's going on and a lot has happened um i think where we kind of left off was we were starting a digital marketing agency mm-hmm. and we did that yeah that's our first big change that was a huge big change um managing goddess culture was fun because you know it was just jordan and i it was very organic it was a passion project a passion project it was our self-care it didn't feel like work like it just was easy mm-hmm. and i i don't want to say it's easy but in comparison to idea hub man <laughs> god's culture was a walk in the park you know I, what i would say is like like Shani said like idea i mean god's culture always felt good it was our therapy right mm-hmm. we were literally like experience life and then be like girl let's talk about it together and put a mic in front of us and that's really what it was idea hub was a different beast it was a different beast because we could do whatever we want and we were the only people we were responsible for yeah with with goddess culture we got to have fun we were holding retreats we were posting little cute stuff you know 
Idea Hub, people are paying you to execute a service. Yeah. You know? So for those of you who don't know what Idea Hub is, we are a um, digital marketing agency that specializes in social media strategy and management and a little bit of content creation. We tap into emails when it feels necessary, when a client wants to pay us enough to do it. Um, and we started off just Shanice and I with an idea because someone hit her on LinkedIn and her client base was already pretty full. And she was like, wait, we can turn this into a thing. Pandemic hit. That initial client was in the travel industry. So obviously everything had to slow down. And we said, well, what can we do in the meantime so that, that helps us make money? We pivoted. And we came back in a real way, helping businesses kind of get acclimated online when the entire world was shifting from in real life activations to having an important presence on social media. Um, and we helped them kind of like integrate product and social, which has in storytelling, um, which actually was the biggest part of it all. Yeah. But we quickly had to build a team. Very quickly. And the ghetto part was being responsible for people's paychecks. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about Let's talk it? about the big girl decision to pay people. Yeah. Okay? We're people who I think are very, like, we stand on our shit. It's important to us that we employ black women. It's important for us that we pay people what they deserve. Always. And when you say that you want to do that, you have to stand on it. And that means you have to work three times as hard to make sure you have the coin to pay these black women. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Their fair share. I mean, let's let's talk about hiring. Let's talk about, like, finding and weeding out the right people. Let's get into that, like, whole situation. Honestly, hiring ghetto, mm -hmm. yeah. Definitely, I understand now why every company has multiple people who do a certain job. Mm -hmm. Because it's starting to feel like you just have to be, like, really good at what you do and mm -hmm. just, like, focus on that. Um, the HR part of the, the HR part arm of... <laughs> Idea Hub is very ghetto. It is. It is two people who are marketing people running HR. Yeah, trying to, like, learn the nuance of, like, human resources. Human resources. What we do have, though, is we have, like, or organic energy that we kind of put out there from Goddess Culture where we're able to, like, attract good people. So our team has, honestly, since we've been strategic about it, our team is phenomenal. Like, yeah dependable accountable just like really great to work with all women i mean we're open to men but um it just so happens it just so happens to be you know 99 percent women and people of color mm -hmm. um but yeah it's not easy it's so many different arms of the business and we kind of have to like rotate ourselves like through each arm to make sure you know the company is successful even though we're not hr we're not accounting we're not a lot of the things that we do. Um, Ninety percent of our day is pretty much spent on doing those little administrative things until mm -hmm. we can obviously afford to outsource or insource. Yeah, bring somebody on board. To bring do someone those on board. So yeah, it's not easy. And for the first year, which is the year we've been missing, um, it was the hardest, mm -hmm. you know. And the second year was better, mm -hmm. you know, but. It got ghetto again. It did. <laughs> it got did. ghetto again really fast. It did. And I think if you are out there and you're starting a business or you have a business or you know somebody with a business, just give them a hug. You Honestly. Know? That's what we need. Give them a hug. <laughs> buy them a bottle. Buy them two. And then and then pour some life into them. Like, like yeah. speak, speak growth mm -hmm. and money mm -hmm. and peace over them because yes. like one day and, and when we say it gets ghetto we don't mean it gets like bad per se but it's like it introduces the the higher you go up the the more challenge that challenges that are presented to you right so that means when you have a small team and it's Shanice Jordan an executive assistant and a designer that's one group of people to manage but then you have two coordinators you have a strategist and you have a des mm -hmm. two designers and you have three interns like that brings another level of, like, chaos to the experience. It's all good things, though, because you can't operate as a group of five forever. Yeah. Especially when you want to grow. And I think Shanice and I have made it very clear that we always want to remain boutique, which is, you know, it's important to us because that means we have a lot of autonomy about who our clients are and about how we operate in our own workspace. But you need more in order to grow more, in order to make more money. And with more growth and more opportunity and more money, it's more problems. <laughs> can't talk about it but to piggyback on that when you're uncomfortable you're no you know you're going in the right direction mm -hmm. okay once you start feeling like mm, this shit feel a little weird okay I'm, yeah. I'm feeling a little uncomfortable yeah what's this new feeling what's this <laughs> this tingle i never felt before okay you know you're going in the right direction and just to like get you guys in the mind state of where we were when we like 
had to put goddess culture to the side for a second. We really are um, driven people. So our main goal was to just bring Idea Hub to the forefront and, you know, make it. Well, first, our our real goal was to help that initial client who reached out to me at that time. Mm-hmm. But as we as we developed and as we began to like want more and really formulate what we wanted the company to be like, um, it got very uncomfortable and it got uncomfortable very fast, especially when we're talking about about people who, yes, we've started a business before, but again, it was a passion project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Goddess Culture was a passion project. And this Idea Hub is a fully functioning corporation. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about corporate ties, okay? Government. Real money is vested here. Real money is de- being Livelihoods depend on yes. Goddess. I mean, Idea Hub. Idea And Hub. that's the difference, right? We're paying people. You know what I'm saying? Money can't be late. People don't play about that. I don't yeah. play about that yeah. either. So it's just a lot more responsibility. And I think, you know, with that responsibility and with that time, we have so much more to pour into you guys. Like, I probably have a story for every single issue (laughs) that you probably encountered. So really DM us, you know, let us know what's going on because we're about to just give you guys... That's what I look forward to sharing, though. So just to tap into and bring us back to the fact that you and I went to the Every Stylish Girl Sip and Slay, right? It was geared towards, like, people who wanted to become influencers, but I really don't think that there are a lot of opportunities and conversations that happen surrounding people who are, like, in the trenches of business, you know? It's one thing to want to become an influencer and know when to post and where to post and what platform and what reels you should be posting. It's a completely different thing to say, hey, entrepreneur, I know you have five employees and somebody is draining your budget and you're trying to figure out where your next client is coming from. Like, how do we talk about that? How do we have those sorts of conversations? Because we've been there. I mean, we've been at a point where, like, clientele was coming in left and right and we didn't have enough people to handle all those jobs and we took them anyway so we could have the money. And then we've also had times where it's like, okay, contracts are ending. What comes next? Now we have all these people to pay. How do we keep the lights on? How do we keep our pockets full? Because at the end of the day, I mean... Yeah, it's about the love for the work and the fact that we enjoy it, but it's also, like, we have bills to pay as well. Yeah. You know? Very strategic. So I'm excited to have these conversations with y'all as well. Like, I want y'all to know that you need to get QuickBooks and you need not to (laughs) wait until you're sending your taxes. Girl. And, which I still... Girl. She's going to beat my ass, but the point is, (laughs) you know... We got the tea. Yeah, we have the information, uh, at least the stories, to steer you in the right direction if we don't have all the answers. So ask away. Please, please, please. And we don't get we don't get geek. not at all I, at all we are not those girls at all by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so Idea Hub is one of the big girl decisions that we made. What other big girl decisions have we made in twenty twenty one to twenty two? Speak on it. You know, I'll start. So, y'all know I keep my business very private, and I don't really talk my shit. Um, mainly because it's embarrassing shit to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Say all this to say, in the last year, I have made a big decision to step away from a partner that I had for a very long time, and it was one of the most uncomfortable decisions I have ever made in my life, because I thought, when I was younger, I would marry this man, Mm. and the older I got, the more I realized, like, our ideas for life and our vision for life together did not align, and... I realized that he wasn't going to make the decision to step away. That if if I wanted something different for myself, I had to be the one to make that decision. And it was so uncomfortable. I feel like this is a whole nother episode. <laughs> like, we might have to just pull this a part, part two. A part two of I'm this. I'm fine with that. there's so much we can dig into there. Yeah. Because I have 10 years of stories. Literally. <laughs> and not that I... And I just want to be clear. This is not like a shit on him moment. No. Because... I also decided to be in a relationship with this man. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't all bad. I will not go by any stretch of the imagination and say I was miserable the whole time Um, or that I was bad the whole time. It's just the older that you get, the more you realize your expectations for life. And you have to realize that you play such an important role in that. And you can't let life happen to you. If you're not actively making a decision and doing something about it, you're letting life happen. And I was letting life happen to me. And I'm almost fucking 30. I I couldn't possibly... Let me tell Jordan done grabbed life by the balls <laughs> and she is living her best life and we are here is for that what it. we're calling it is yeah. that what we're calling it it's I think um I think giving best life you know what I think it is I think I decided to we decided to go our separate ways and I said how the fuck can I fill my time 
<laughs> live your best life. But a part of it was if I maybe if I would have if we would have separated before, maybe I would have tried these things out before now. But because I feel like I didn't have like the emotional probably capacity, mm-hmm. I didn't have like the bandwidth to do all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't give it a go, or maybe I felt I didn't deserve it. Maybe mm. I thought I couldn't because oh, I was yeah. so wrapped up in, like, him That's another and part. our relationship that I couldn't see clearly what I should have been doing with my time, mm. you know? I don't know. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't regret anything, but I'm glad that I made a decision when I did, and I also wish him the best of luck. This is not, a, like, a shit-on-him moment, but I definitely had to make a decision for myself and had to make it, make it quick, or my life was going to go in a much different direction (laughs) it's going now yeah i will say though it was a sad year it was a sad fucking year year for me y'all yeah it was a sad year the pandemic was sad yeah let's start there then everything thereafter was sadder yeah the pandemic really in hindsight is how i realized something was off yeah i think that was a, a pivoting moment for everybody yeah like if you didn't pivot in 2020 you missed it. Yeah. Because that was the year of pivot. Yeah. Um, but I will say you seem happier, you seem lighter, and not like you were a negative person or anything, but like we all know, like when you're dealing with any situation, you you kind of deal with that situation and especially if it means a lot to you, it's like you could other people who love you can see it, they mm-hmm. can feel it. And I'm big on energy. Like I can almost feel when someone's sad. It makes me like sad. I feel like I was such a dark cloud. To my friendship. Dim. Dim. You could be a dim cloud. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't dark. I was dim. Y'all she heard it here first. Cloud. You know, I'm, I'm somebody who hates when people have an issue and they complain about the same shit all the time and don't do anything about it. And that's what I was doing. No, you wasn't a complainer like that. Though. I felt like I was. If I said this shit out of my mouth twice and didn't do nothing about it, that felt like complaining. Okay, no, that's not complaining, not doing anything. I think as girls, like, we be chatting and, you know, we say whatever and we, like, keep it pushing or whatever. I feel like you... You were sad. Like, you just, like, your energy felt sad. Yeah, and I it's was. Like, yeah, like, you. it wasn't, like, fun. Yeah. And you know how you are when you're fun. Well, you know? We, we have a good time. We have a great we time. We have a great time. You haven't hung out with Jordan? <laughs> you have a great time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could just recall, like, moments, and I, I don't want to get too specific, but I, I don't know. We said we'd be transparent. Think about homecoming, right? I feel like I was being such a fucking Debbie Downer at homecoming. No. Remember, I sat in the tent the whole time. Like, I'm not going to get up. I don't want to hear <laughs> Everybody's having a good time in, their, in our cute-ass little sweatshirts. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to just sit right here. So I'm like, there's nothing. To-. And it's just, that's just one moment. But I feel like I was carrying that energy for the last, like, I don't know, 15 months. It just felt not mm-hmm. healthy, not fun. Like, I don't think I was fun to be around. It was them. Yeah. It was them. But you wasn't negative. Like, you didn't, you know, some people be I didn't sad. project. Yes, 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 yes. You did not project. Because I don't like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Be sad, but be quiet. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Shut that. the fuck up. <laughs> Go write it down. <laughs> write it down. Now, let me stop. You didn't project or you didn't make anybody, you didn't try to bring anybody else down. Like, mm-hmm. you were just sad and it was just sad to see you sad. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, dim. Yeah. But, you know, I say, I will say I'm tearing up and not that I'm really about to go into a full cry, but what I will say is it's important to have people around you that can, like, love you even when you're dim and even when shit is hard and who who will let you tell them the same story a million times, who will still validate your feelings and even maybe tell you when you, you're fucked up a little bit, too. Yeah. Because I have that. I can recall a conversation or two of, of you being like, OK, so we've said this and what are we going to do about it? <laughs> I can recall a conversation or two and me saying what I should have done, even though I wasn't ready, but you helped me get into the practice of recognizing what I needed Mm. and damn, I'm crying. (laughs) Y'all know Jordan's a crying. And giving me the courage to do something about it. That's what real friends do. They, they hold your hand until you're ready and then they hold it even when you've made your decision. Yeah. Jordan, you're, but you're an example of that. Like you've been that friend for me. So it's easy for me to be that friend back to you. Oh, this is so good. One thing, <laughs> one thing about Jordan, she will remind you of what the fuck you said. <laughs> this is she will keep you accountable, and you really, 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 really. If you have friends who are yes men, get them away from you right now. Yeah, you gotta let them go. Let them go. They're they're doing a disservice to you. You're gonna be thirty years behind the pack. Okay, get friends who keep it real yeah. and who remind you of the shit that you said. Even if you have to be like, damn, I said that. Mm-hmm. You, it still brought it, they brought it right back to the top of your mind. Yeah, because we forget. We sure do. We, when we get into our heads, we forget what we said. We forget what progress we should have been making. We sure do. Sometimes we need people. 
Absolutely. All the time we need people. But enough about me. Let's get okay. in, let's get into your big life change that happened over the last 365. <laughs> Tell us more about what Shanice's been up to. We want to know. Okay, because in the in the spirit of being transparent, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be as transparent as my body would allow me to. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. So I want to say 2021 was a very ghetto year for me. Mm-hmm. Um. And let me let me not reference ghetto. I don't want you guys to think I'm talking about the actual ghetto. It's a term we use like I mean, around our friends. Yeah. Yeah. If you listen to this podcast, you, you know. You know. You we know just how be we saying speak. shit that don't ever mean shit. But whatever. Um, yeah, it was a very rough year. I dealt with a lot. Um, and I think that also really helped with um, the transformation that I talked about in the beginning of becoming more emotionally aware because I felt like I was in a position where I was being manipulated. Mm. by people and just that you love that I love let me reference that because strangers they they wouldn't even have an opportunity to yeah. even get that close to me but people you know who you've ha- grandfathered in I would say mm-hmm. um, they usually show those signs and you kind of miss it because you're like no they love me they Not wouldn't them. do that right yeah. um, and aside from that like I um, just dealt with a lot that year and I just was overwhelmed um, and in December I kind of was like at this point, I've reached, like, my peak. And I'm just like, I can't take this shit no more. And I was like, you know what? Let me just pack my suitcase. Mm-hmm. And within a week, like, I packed my suitcase and I went to Africa. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm just going to stay here for a little while. I'm like, see what's going on. And Let I'm... me just back it up just a second. <laughs> Are we backing it okay, up? Okay, our good sis, right, was like, I'm floating this idea, right? <laughs> and because Idea Hub's, like, completely remote, I'm like, girl, you know, do it. And she's like, you know, I'm thinking, like, one-way ticket type of shit. I'm going to come back when I'm ready. I'm like, okay. So, you know me. I'm thinking like a smooth two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us up to speed. Go ahead, please. Please. Right. So, I'm like, you know, let me just go. I book a one-way ticket and I'm out. Get on the flight. I'm in Africa. I'm having the time of my life. Mind you, I've been to Africa twice before. Um, I went in 2021. And... If you know me and you've been around me or you've heard me speak or anything, you guys know, like, how much I love travel and just, like, mm-hmm. how much it means to me. And there's just something about Africa, like, it's not what you see on TV. It's not what they tell you. Mm-hmm. It's it's nothing what anyone can even explain in word, words. It's literally a magical land. Like, mm-hmm. we're from there, especially if you're African-American, black, brown, tinted, you are, <laughs> <laughs> you are from Africa, okay? And... Yeah. It is just, like, you feel at peace. You feel at home. Obviously, go with the right people. Go with the right vibes. You'll have a good time. Whatever. So I go to Africa, and I'm like, no, I love it. I'm staying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I end up staying for, I think I I came back. Six months later. Six months. (laughs) In May. In May. May. Yeah, and you left in December. That's six months, babe. Yeah. Let me tell y'all, Shanice will be like, hey, yeah, just give me, like, ten minutes. I am heading into the resort. She would get on the camera, and there'd be peacocks. It's walking behind her at resorts. And I'm like, this bitch is living the best life I have ever seen. Okay? And 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 that's why I never, I mean, close to the end, I'm like, bitch, when you coming back? I miss my friend. But before that, maybe the first four months, I was shutting the fuck up because who gets a chance like that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every time I looked up, Shanice was, like, in a new adventure, in another part of the continent, like, living her best life. And I loved seeing happiness and, like, joy on her. Knowing where, knowing what the year before had given her. Girl. Wow. I'm here for it. And Jordan was supportive the whole way. I I have stories for days about shit that went down (laughs) in Africa. (laughs) Um, And I was specifically in Ghana, but... um, I have so many stories that I'll obviously share throughout the time that we're back online. But I just want to say, like, that was just such a great experience for me. Mentally, I was just in a really rough place in 2021. And I was able to go to Ghana and kind of just, like, get back in in touch with who I am, shit that I like, shit that I like to do. Um, What I would say is in Ghana, they, they value, like, you know, conversation and human contact and i feel like here in new york new jersey it's like work 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 mm-hmm. work harder don't stop what can you produce? work harder keep going mm-hmm. like what can you do like you're not doing that are you asleep mm-hmm. get up like yeah it's people you did it's, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like non-stop work and yes that's that makes sense you know at certain points in your lives but what i want out of my life like where i see my life going it's not that direction mm-hmm. i am not here to work till i die i'm sorry mm-hmm. y'all can do what y'all want honestly my priorities are completely different. And once I've restructured what my priorities were, I was able to kind of restructure what my life is going to be like. No longer am I living to just 
make money or to do what the United States government say we're supposed to do in their exact order. Okay. Like, I'm doing what I want to do, things that bring me happiness, things that bring me joy, and Ghana and Africa brought me so much joy, and I really appreciated the entire time I was there, and I can't wait to go back, literally. Yeah. I honestly, I'm, I'm going to have to go. You have no choice. Like, the way Shanice, like, painted the picture of her experience. Amazing. Everybody has to go. Yeah. If you're black, you need to go. You need to go. That's how I feel. No, you really, you really, really, really need to go, especially if you're black, because I feel like there's a disconnect between, like, being an African-American person and being from Africa. Yeah, there is. It's a huge disconnect. And we're all from Africa. Yeah. So. It's a huge disconnect. We can get into the racial nuance of that. <laughs> I could go on and on and on. With that for days, but we could have multiple podcasts. Yeah, at we this sure point, could. we have episodes for days. <laughs> Literally, I'm just <laughs> backlog taking it in, all in. And then who knows? Maybe you know, Africa could be a GC getaway, a one cute spirit. little GC getaway. You know, we love a good getaway. We, y'all know we love a good getaway. So but no, yeah, a lot tuned. has been going on, a lot, yeah. and we're very excited to be back. And those are just like a couple things. Yeah. So we're ready to jump right in. As long as you guys forgive us, okay. Thank you. <laughs> We're back. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So speaking of adulting, right, we've talked about, like, the big decisions we've had to make in the past year. Is adulting anything like what you thought it would be as a child? Absolutely not. It's not. Mm -mm. Um, Let me tell you why I wanted to be a grown-up. I wanted to be a grown-up because (laughs) I thought it meant you didn't have to ask to go in the fridge. That's literally (laughs) what I thought adulting was, Okay. When I was younger and I set my sights on adulthood, I'm like, nobody can tell me I have to ask to open the refrigerator ever again. Yeah, I'm grown. You know? Then it's like, but bitch, you have to pay for what's in the fridge. Yeah. Now you have to pay for what's in the fridge. You have to pay to keep the lights on in the fridge. You know? Which means those fun, cool decisions you thought you'd be making are not the same fun, cool decisions you thought you'd be making. Absolutely not. It's the difference between getting up and working your fucking ass off and fighting with Indeed to get a job posting up. (laughs) <laughs> to make sure your clients have designers at the ready. Yeah. And doing that for 12 hours a day and then interviewing those same people for the next 12 hours the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, whew, I wouldn't trade adulthood. I won't lie because I've had a lot of fun. You know, there's nothing like me living in my own apartment with my own shit that I paid for here. Ain't nothing like it. Nothing like it. I will sell some ass <laughs> before. <laughs> I say that lightly. I say that very lightly. You Apple metaphorically. Music, this is a this is a joke. <laughs> I say it metaphorically, but I will I will really bust my ass before I put my myself in a position to not have my own shit. But I will say, the older I get, the more I have empathy for my parents or my mother specifically because I thought adults just knew what they were doing. Didn't you? I sure did. I thought parents just know and they just do. Yeah. I didn't realize that they were all trying to figure it out. My mom at twenty seven had three kids. How? How? Had three kids, a stepdaughter, was taking care of my great-grandparents, was still working. And I just thought she just was so grown up and so mature. And whole time, I'm sure she was scrambling like how I'm scrambling. Yeah. But she just did it with so much grace. Um, Adulting, zero out of ten, would not recommend. <laughs> um, no, thank you. Being a child was definitely way easier. And if you're a child out here, and you, I don't even mean under 18, I mean like... If you are not financially responsible for yourself, mm-hmm. um, you're living a great life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's easy, breezy, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay? Adulting. Dependent girl. Well, d- depending. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it could be a little different. Um, adulting. I don't know. It's not it's not giving. It's not giving me what I thought it was going to give. Mm-hmm. And it's giving something else. Yeah. And I don't like it. <laughs> but I, I think... I, I think though, I think this is what the twenty. I think we what we have to like remember is like this is just our twenties. So as old and as long as we think we've been on this earth, we still have so much more life to live. I can't wait for my thirties. Yeah. And I think that my twenties are preparing me for what thirty could be and how fun and like free it is. Everyone says it's like but that. But you gotta grind in a way that feels uncomfortable sometimes in your twenties, and I think we're feeling that now. I've been grinding for a long time. I, haven't you? Yeah. I, honestly, like we. When's the last time you could call your parents and say, "Hey, I need." Exactly. You need what? Exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. A, a prayer is probably the only thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And don't get me wrong. Like, if I really, really needed something, my mom would break her back to make sure I had. And I know it's un- an unfair ask of me when she has so much going on. And sh- I have younger siblings. And she has a lot of responsibilities. So, yeah. Yeah. 
It's 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 different, y'all. But it's, it's hard. I actually don't have an answer to this question. Um, if adulting is, I don't have a a better answer mm-hmm. besides it's hard. Um, I have no keys to success when it comes to adulting besides doing I, the work. Yeah, you just got to do it. Um, I don't want to do it. I don't pretend that I want to do it. I'm not a motivational speaker. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm not none of those things. Like I'm being so honest with you guys. It is very hard. Yeah. Um, daily, I feel like. I might not make it to the next day as far as, like, the amount of things I feel like I have to do, accomplish, pay for, and do, mm-hmm. honestly. But God has continuously just made, made a way. way. I, it's, I'm in shock. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it. Yeah. I, what, I, I, what I will say is I think adulting is hard, but I slowly am coming to appreciate the privilege that comes with being an adult. And I still have to talk myself off of a ledge all the time. Yeah. Like, I'm always, like, literally, um, something I haven't shared about, like, I currently have three jobs, and it's very overwhelming, and it's, like, some days I'm so overwhelmed, I'm, like, I, I'll call Shanice, or I'll talk to Shanice, and be, like, God told me I can't have this job anymore. <laughs> and then sometimes I do a really good job that day, and I'm, like, okay. I got this. We got this. Yeah. I, we, it's, and, and, and I really do have to give Shanice her kudos, because... Me having three jobs as opposed to two that I like I had when I first started means that there's way more responsibility on her plate. And sometimes I feel like, damn, bitch, you signed up to do Idea Hub, not to do everything else. And this is not what she thought she was getting herself into. But she's never made me feel like, all right, you need to go ahead and just wrap one of these up. Why? Because here's the thing. Why would I do that? We knew early on we were getting ourselves into. It wasn't what it looks like now. Oh, when we first started Idea Hub, we were both like, we're just going to do, we're going to grind real hard with our day jobs. And do mm-hmm. Idea Hub, make this shit pop, quit them day jobs, and Idea Hub's going to be it. Mm-hmm. We didn't think two years later, yeah, I would have three jobs. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Yeah, We didn't think that's what this is going to look like. That's true. And all the time, I'm like, I should just quit this third job, or I should quit one of these jobs. And then I think about, if I quit this job, who's paying my rent? I've moved since my last episode. My rent has gone up $800. So, <laughs> there's... There's a new level of financial responsibility. I think I've gotten a new car since our last episode. There's car payments and insurance and gap insurance. Yeah, because you didn't have that before. <laughs> Mm-mm. Not when this. Not when our episode 64 came out. You know. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's again. I feel like I'm talking in circles. But say all this to say, adulting is hard and it's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of work, and I couldn't imagine going backwards. No, I couldn't imagine having to live in my aunt's spare bedroom again i couldn't imagine having to call somebody and ask if i can come over for dinner because i was very broke (laughs) i i'd rather drink the tea i have in my cabinet at my own house before (laughs) before i do that girl you know you could come over. i know and i know my friends and family would never put me in that position but the point is to know that i could do it myself means a lot to me yeah and we've been able to create some beautiful things on our own and i also want us to recognize that yeah, you know absolutely. we're doing things now that our parents couldn't have imagined for themselves at our age. Absolutely, and it's not easy because I don't want people to think it's easy. Mm-hmm. That's why we're telling the truth. Yeah, here. don't look at us and think that we skated through this whole thing. Don't look at us and think that it was just so easy. It was not. We didn't just decide one day this is who we we're going to be, and we showed up, and that was that. Like we're still trying to figure out how we're going to become those women we said we wanted to be every day. Yeah, and, and twenty eight, twenty seven isn't old. We no. still have a lot of life to live. Oh, I was going to say, to your point, I've heard numerous people say 30s is the best time of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, it's easy, breezy, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, um, damn, you just said something. What did you just say? We're not old? Yeah. Well, before that, you said something else. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't tell you. That it's tequila like- shot, that champagne. That right. little sip of rosé is kicking in, babe. We started the party. We sure did. We started early. <laughs> no, but okay. Um, adulting. It was it was rough. But when you make these decisions, mm-hmm. how do you feel, you know, when you're making... How do you know when you're making a good decision? Mm-hmm. And how do you know when... Or how do you bounce back from making a bad decision? Mm. Because, yeah, we can sit here and say, like, we're adulting, we keep our faith. But at the end of the day, it takes, like literal decisions Mm -hmm. to elevate you to the next step how are you going about your decision making yeah well to answer that specific question how do i go about making my decision making i keep a very tight circle and i only consult with the realists in the room 
I don't ask opinions from people I don't think are going to give me the best that they have to offer. Also, don't consult with people who don't have my best interest at heart. And I don't consult with people who have any ounce of jealousy in their hearts. And that's not to big myself up and to say that I think people are jealous of me like that. But you just don't know what people think of your life. And you can't give them fodder. So, say all this to say, how I, can, how I go about decision making is I consult a very small few. And I say very small, I mean my mom, my aunt, and my line sisters. And even in that, I know which person to call for what. What exactly? You know what I'm saying? It just so happened that Shanice gets all probably everything because <laughs> we share so much of life together. I mean, goddess culture is a lot of the emotional labor, labor, and and then idea hub is a lot of the business labor, and then that leaves very little room for anything else. Like, well, like for for me to have to search somewhere somewhere else. So that's where probably like my relationship stuff trickles in um but i'm very cautious about who i ask advice opinions guidance on things for from because people don't always have your best interest at heart i'm a very prayerful person i feel like i talk to god all the time and i'm not talking like get down on my knees and sometimes that's that is what it is but it'll also be like intentionally speaking out my mouth all right god listen here what am i supposed to do Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm very freaking tired. Like, give me a break. Like, I speak very frankly with God. And I speak out loud often. I also, like, write a lot. And I feel like I feel like my writing is also prayer. Sometimes I don't have the capability of saying things eloquently. But I feel like God doesn't judge. So I just speak as frankly as I can speak when I write. Um, What else? I'm somebody who really loves the outdoors. I know it's going to sound like a little cliche. But I feel like life is so busy we talk to people all the time. Sometimes you need silence to hear what we're meant to hear. So mm-hmm. I'll do shit like in the middle of my work day, I'll get up and take an hour and go sit in the sun. And I'll talk about that more in my self-care, in the self-care section. Um, but this last weekend, we had a lot going on. I had some shit to do in the in the, um, in the evening. I was going to go out and hang with my friends. We were going to kick it or whatever. And I needed a moment of stillness before I was like around people again. I literally took, packed up my shit, went to a park, bought myself dinner, and sat in grass like literally you know sometimes that's what it is it's getting real still and quiet so that you can hear the little subtle nuance you can hear the messages coming in you can hear the direction you can hear your own thoughts i didn't mean to get so woo woo but that's just what it is for me sometimes how do you go about decision making i agree um and i hate to keep bringing it back to 2021 but that was just such a pivotal year for me that Mm -hmm. i'm just stuck there but in that year, not stuck there. I'm stuck there in the sense of like I'm able to give you guys a lot more mm-hmm. um, information based on those decisions I've made in the past. But in 2021, I like prayed to God and I was like, God, you see what's happening to me. Like I don't, I don't want it to happen anymore. I don't want to deal with these type of people. I don't want to be in these same situations because it started to feel like I was making decisions and I was literally trapped in a a vortex mm-hmm. of watching the same thing happen over and over again and you know what they say like um change behavior is the only way you can you know get a different decision what's that quote where it's like um insanity is when you do the same thing the same thing for a different result exactly literally it's insanity Mm -hmm. if you're doing the same thing and you're praying to god every day and you're asking god for something different but your actions show are showing him something else yes so i really truly believe like the power of like making a decision is within the individual. Mm -hmm. I think if you're like centered and you're in a place of like stillness, like Jordan said, however you find your, your, your stillness and you speak to God and you ask him like, and God doesn't play about like, he doesn't care how many times you ask him for something. Mm -hmm. And someone, one of my friends actually told me that because I I thought I was annoying, like asking for the same thing. But then again, with the changed, um, the changed actions. So you're asking for something and you're changing your actions. So when I say like, I think the decision comes from within you, I feel like I sit and I I pray to God and I ask him like, you know, I'm I'm thinking about this, 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 this decision. And I'm, 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 is it good for me? Like, should I do this very directly? Like mm-hmm. telling him exactly like what I'm thinking. And then I listen to my body and like my energy and like around me for the sign. Mm-hmm. And I ask him specifically, like, if this is if this is for me, let me see uh, this or mm-hmm. let me run into that or let me let this person do this for me mm-hmm. show me a sign mm-hmm. because you know some of us it'd be going over our heads i resonate with that it's a it's a hundred percent true I resonate like i could 
Yeah, I resonate in a real way with that because, you know, people be like, God told me, God doesn't whisper in my ear. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, I just the other day, I kept saying the signs, the signs, the signs, the numbers. The signs. I literally, I have to look for the signs because I don't hear a subtle voice in my ear, really. I don't hear, I don't go, I mean, I have dreams and stuff like that, and I feel like sometimes those are confirmation, but again, those are the signs. It's That's the not signs. necessarily God being like, Jordan, daughter. Right. This is what I think you should know. It never comes to me that way. No. So you have to be, you have to be in such a state of mental clarity that you're able to receive the signs. Stillness. You have to feel, and when you feel that sign, like it is, I'm going to give an example in a second, but it's literally, you feel like you're, you're like, for me, I feel like I feel it. Like I'm more of like a God, let me feel it. Let Mm -hmm. me see it type person. Cause I can't hear. Mm -hmm. My ears is, my ears is small. (laughs) They close. (laughs) My ears are small. Right. So I, I feel it. And like when I feel it, sometimes we all feel that sign and you ignore it mm-hmm. or you're like, oh, that's something else that that's he's not talking to me. Oh, that's that's not what I wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. And because you're ignoring it, you're you're falling back into the same decision making cycle that you were in before. So you're going to get the same solution that you got previously. Mm-hmm. So it's listening to yourself. There was one time I was online for Chipotle and before I had gone into Chipotle, I said to God, like, I don't know what to eat. Like, I had gone to three places before I even got to Chipotle. Mm-hmm. And it was in a strip mall. So I was just kind of walking up and down. And I'm like, God, where do I go? So I'm literally online for Chipotle. And I'm like, I'm starting to feel pains. And I love Chipotle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I'm starting to feel pains. Like, like what are you doing? And I'm next. Okay, I'm about to order. I just stood on the whole Chipotle line after walking up and down the strip mall. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, what do I, like, what do I get? Like, what do I do? And he literally was like, not this. Not this. <laughs> And I literally was just like, all right, it's okay, I'm going to go. And I went and ended up going home and making something to eat. But it's like, it's a simple example, but it can translate Speaking to decision making. He's any like, decision. <laughs> Talk about it. He said, girl, you have food said, at the you crib. You food in the fridge. <laughs> it's, a, it's a small example, but it just shows you that you can hear, you, can, you already have the answers within you. Mm-hmm. Also, be careful if you're praying out loud because the, the devil does listen. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? So be careful with your prayers because they they can throw, like, signs um, in your way that might send you on the wrong path. So I will say that about your decision-making. But all of my decisions come from my faith. Um, I pray about it. I think about it. I make sure that it's something for me. It's aligned with my life. It, it's going to bring me some form of happiness. I'm not just doing it for compensation or to be out here or so that people can see me because I don't care about none of those things. Like, what are my priorities? What is going to bring me happiness? What is going to bring me joy? And at the end of the day, like, is is it for me, God? Because if it's for me, I'm all for it. Amen. If it's not, see Amen. But yeah. What about bad decisions? And we're like almost an hour. Bad decisions, babes. Do we want to get into those? We're almost at an hour. Um, But I think we can give them a little A little snippet. A little snippet about bad decisions. Yes. What I will say about bad decisions is I know it's bad the moment it happens. I know it's bad when I'm trying to decide when if I, it's <laughs> when I'm trying to decide if it's a good idea. Exactly. When I have to ask myself, when I have to double back and reconfirm, if I have to say, "Hey, what do you think about X, Y, Z?" I know it's bad. Yeah. And the part, hard part about me is I have a hard head and a soft behind. I. Wanna play with fire? Rub that shit on your chest. Ah, listen. <laughs> all up and down my arms. Put it behind my neck, behind my ears. I, I, I don't I can't say that I run I'm not somebody who's um I'm very cautious. I'm a very cautious person. Yeah. But sometimes I wanna see danger a little bit. Yeah. I haven't gonna hold you. And I don't mean like crazy, crazy stuff, but sometimes I wanna see like if I make this decision that doesn't necessarily feel so good, will the repercussions be that bad? Mm. You know, and I've bumped my head quite a few times. Yeah, I've I've heard this. I've heard and felt in my body when something should have been a no. And I said yes. And mm. I came back immediately. Like, I know I, I should have said, said no. no. Mm. You know, and it's it never there's no stretch of time. Never a year does. don't go by. A week don't go by. A that day moment. don't go by. Babes, I do it. And it's like. <laughs> You knew better. You know better. And sometimes I'll be like, damn, but I'm in it already. I'm here. And that's, I'm not going to hold you. That's how I, I I sat in some shit for a long time. Absolutely. Knowing I knew better. I think no one's perfect. Mm-mm. I think I make at least one bad decision a day at this point. I mean, we're all human. We're human beings. And I do not intend or practice being perfect. But what I will say is, 
I try not to make the same bad decision twice. That's my new rule of thumb. Okay, if very I'm, mature. Because I'm, t- I'm on this emotionally aware, you know, challenge. Yeah. So if I'm going to do it, I got to do it. Mm-hmm. And I just try to avoid the same bad decision. Mm-hmm. Now, I got a billion other bad decisions I could do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Before I get to do that one again. But at least I know I'm making some form of progress. Mm-hmm. Um, I also don't... I'm not scared of a bad decision. Mm-hmm. Like... Like you said, like, sometimes we want to see, like... I just want to see, was it going to be that bad? Is it going to bite back? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> could, I, could, I, could I move before it bites? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I think I'm slicker than this. Ha-ha. You know what I'm saying? Got to be quicker than that. No, you're not. <laughs> so the bad decisions are, they're, they're just going to be a part of life. It's yeah. really just how you move around it. Yeah. Um. Don't let anything hold you back. Shake that shit off. Yeah. And move the fuck on. Please. Don't, don't nobody Don't sit care. in that shit. Don't yeah. sit in it. Do not sit in that shit. Back, and, and here's the thing too. I'm somebody who grew up as a goody two shoes. My parents used to say, my mom used to say, she's so good she knows she's no good. Which means I used to do my absolute best to avoid the bad shit. But that meant as I got older, people expected the best out of me every single time. Mm. And even though my family was going to give me grace, I didn't know they were going to. I assumed I just had to be so perfect and so good. And I put a lot of pressure on me. Mm. Pressure that I put on myself. Not that my family put on me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, a little bit because they thought I was just so great. But I didn't know that they knew I was going to mess up. I didn't know that when I needed help, I could have asked for it. Mm. Instead, I suffered in silence. And I felt like, oh shit, I made this decision. I got to stand in it. Yeah. That made for I that's why I was depressed in college. Yeah. I had a depressing like year and a half of school. Yeah. I was not my best self at all. I could I could see that you definitely was. You well you still Remember are. 2013 to 2014? A bitch was depressed. <laughs> I was depressed. <laughs> okay. It's crazy. You gotta Hindsight laugh so you don't cry. Tw- you really do. Hindsight is twenty twenty, but that that was a shitty little time period for me. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Um, let that shit roll. Yeah. I'm not gonna hold on to any decisions that just happened. Mm-mm. No. No. I learned Especially from not it. At 19. Don't like, repeat it. Come on. And move the fuck off. You know, how much better? Well, that was, that was a lengthy chat. Got a chat, but it felt good. It did. It felt good. Um, if y'all have any ideas, opinions, or thoughts on topics we should cover next, please shoot us a DM. We will certainly keep those in consideration. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the next part. Let's get into our fresh face. You know, it couldn't be Jordan and Shanice without talking about makeup or skincare or something. As we refill our glasses, let me get a little sip. As you can tell, why are you filling mine up so big? Put some more. Okay. <laughs> let me tell you guys, we're drinking rosé today. Yeah, we try. I don't know. I don't know why rosé is the one we try. We, we get what we like, and then we try rosés on, you know? Because we do love rosés. We do. I don't know if we're going to absolutely love this one, but, you know, this one was my pick this time. I don't know. Shanice, <laughs> which, what's the verdict? Is it better lukewarm? Yeah, okay. It has an aftertaste. Hits the back right here? Yeah. Okay. Just a, ugh, but it's not bad. The first sip isn't bad. Okay. It's um The Pale Rosé by Sasha Lichen. Lichen? Yeah, it's a cute bottle. It's just, That's why we picked it. Cause maybe the bottle we'll have was cute. A, a drink segment. Yeah, maybe we should talk about we should pick new bottles to try. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. We're actively working things out. Let's get into this fresh wow. face real quick. Um, as y'all know, it's the summertime. Um, something I've really gotten into in the last like year uh, or two years, I guess, since the pandemic is SPF and sunscreen. Black girls do get skin cancer, or black people get skin cancer, so we should protect our skin as much as we can. Y'all know Shanice and I are really super group girls. Not gonna hold you, but I saw a black girl on TikTok try. The Shiseido Sun Protector Lotion in SPF 50. And it's great. Now, hear me when I say I'm not somebody who can really judge white cast too much because I am on the paler side of black. Um, but I am going to let Shanice try it after we finish this episode. It doesn't, it doesn't, um, the formula isn't white. I'm so excited. And I think that's what's going to do it. The formula has like a serum-y kind of feel. Um, the tint is a little pink, but it's not like pink to cover. It's just like the, the, a tinge of pink in the formula. It is, um, kind of like an oil base, but it doesn't leave me super oily, especially, um, I know that's a fear for a lot of people who have, tend to have oily skin. Um, but it goes on really nice, really smooth, goes on nicely over my skincare, doesn't peel at all. And the things I'm using most right now are the Kors foaming face wash, Greek, uh, Greek yogurt face wash. Um, the Innisfree Hyaluronic Acid and uh, the Inkyless Polyglutamic Acid. And then I top it off with the 
can't think of the moisturizer I'm using right now. Oh, the Laneige Water Bank Moisturizer. Uh, but it doesn't peel at all. There's no little beads or doesn't feel weird when I wipe my face. So I highly recommend. Pricing for the small size is $25. For the bigger size is $49. And if you want the small and the big size, I think it's $69. I went with the $25 because we were trying this out. But I, w I would recommend it. I can't wait to try it. I'm a sunscreen girl. Yeah. It really sure. helps with my hyperpigmentation. Like, does it? Remember, because I'm a, I'm a picker. As soon as I pop a pimple, it scars immediately. Dark mark for months. Your light skin. SPF 50 has really been taking my... Does it? Yeah, it's been taking it there. I'm doing 30. Should I bump it up? I don't... I mean, you don't really have hyperpigmentation like that. I mean, I do. Do you? You have beautiful skin. I never see a blemish out of nothing on your Bye. skin. But anyhow, if, if you're looking to try a new sunscreen... <laughs> Shiseido Sun Protector Lotion SPF 50 Plus. Yes. Yeah. Self care. What you been doing for self care, ma'am? Self care. Okay. Um. So since we're on the TikTok founded vibe, uh, TikTok put me on to. Um. Actually, let me reverse. Mm -hmm. Actually, it wasn't TikTok. Um, I have black hair, like kinky. The kinks will wind up and slap you, okay? <laughs> Shut up. That is how kinky my hair, like, kinky. Like, it will fight back with the comb. Mm -hmm. So I needed, like, I even asked my family. I'm like, how do we take care of our hair? And everyone just looked at me like, oh, you got your great-grandma uncle here. And I was like, <laughs> who is that man? Exactly. So I had no idea. But while I was in Ghana, um, when I was getting my hair done, which, yes, what y'all heard is true. You could get braids for under twenty dollars. Really? Single braids. It is yeah. a they it were is so a cute. They were so cute. Actually, my hair stayed braided mm -hmm. and I loved it. Yeah. Um. But while I was there, they just showed me like different things I can add to my hair to just like soften it mm -hmm. and like make it more manageable. So coming back home, I've just like implemented this entire hair care routine, and I, now I'm doing like natural hair days and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I'm trying to, you know, bring it all together. Mm -hmm. But um. I recently did a hot oil treatment. Like, it literally was from the beauty supply store. It comes in that little tube. Yeah. I don't remember the exact brand, but you guys know what I'm talking about. If you know, you, you know. know. My mom and used to keep them in the bathroom. You keep you. <laughs> and that's the thing. I didn't even have to go buy it because yeah. it was in the bathroom. Yeah. And literally, once it touches your hand, it warms up. And it was, like, a really great, like, um, treatment. Mm -hmm. Like, it felt really good. My head, my hair felt really tingly. Um, I was able to just put on my shower cap and do a little spring cleaning. Mm -hmm. I was feeling really great. So like a I had low a, maintenance type a of whole thing. maintenance. Yeah. Now, natural girls, I don't know how you do it. My arms are hurting. <laughs> That's a, okay. My yeah. neck is sore. Yeah. My back is in pain. Like <laughs> my neck I'm, and my back. I'm tired. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And the hairstyle lasted like a day. So I don't know how y'all do it. So I put my wig back on. But for that day, uh, for that day, it felt okay, good. it felt really good. Like to just run my fingers through my scalp and kind of just, like, mm -hmm. do whatever. It was such a great day. So if you haven't, hot oil treatment your hair. Mm -hmm. Give yourself a little spa situation. Set up a candle. Set up a vibe. Get your music going. Get your music going. Okay? Smoke a little some. If you like a little schmuck a little shum, schmuck a little shum, drink you know a little shum, mm -hmm. have a little good time. Mm -hmm. So that was my self-care. I love it. I love it. How about it. you? What'd you do? For me, it's sunbathing. I don't know what it is lately. You tan fast. But I've been in the sun like it's nobody's business. And like in between my work meetings or if I can take a work meeting outside, I'm literally taking it to the rooftop and I'm sitting where the sun is. I'm getting a, thank you, I'm getting a blanket and I'm laying down on some grass. Like there's something about being recharged by mm -hmm. the sun that I can't explain. There's something about feeling my body warm up, like feeling the energy. I'm telling you. You know? Like, I've, and I've always been that person, like, to just, like, find the sun in the room. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. I thank God for the space that I have now. In my last apartment, I would have had to go on onto the uh, fire escape. And a squirrels attacked me the last time I did that. So I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't been out there in quite some time. But I just thank God for growth and the position that he's put me in to give me a space that in the middle of my day, if I want to go just, like, sit and be outside and, like, soak up the sun, I can do that. And it feels good to do so. So... That's what I've been doing. I don't know the science behind it. Y'all can Google it. Maybe I'll come back with some information on it next time. But... No, there is a science. Because a part of my decision to even leave in December was because I wanted to avoid the entire winter in America. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. specifically New York, New Jersey, where it's yeah. cold it's as shit. It's gray. From January to May. Yeah. It's gray. It's cold. It's cloudy. And if you were in the pandemic, you know, we were just inside, inside literally anyway. looking at four walls. Yeah. And when I, I see was... my veins on my chest. Light skin as hell. 
when I was in the sun, like just being in the sun, like you feel renewed, mm-hmm. you feel some form of an energy. Like someone probably needs to come here and give us like a breakdown on yeah. what the sun really what it does. does. For, and you know, because it's a lot. We get along for a plethora of reasons, but we we vacation well. Like we oh. we like to do excursions and stuff like that, but we also like to rest, rest. and we also like to relax. And, and we don't sit like by to water and feel the sun on our skin. Like we're not like a get up and go 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 no. the whole time. One excursion a day, good food, rest. Yeah, you very know? much so. Lazy day, one strong activity, mm-hmm. and keep it pushing. If yeah. you've been on a getaway, you know you, you know set the vibes. We sure do. Uh, oh wow, my God, it's over. <laughs> Alrighty, well, what a good episode! Such a great episode. We are so excited to be back, guys. Um, I don't know if you can tell. I'm sure you can. Yeah. We have laughed and giggled this entire episode. Um, cried. Oh my god, I did not expect to cry today. She did cry, but I mean, are you smart? No. Right. It's me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just again really excited to be back. You guys, our DMs are wide open like wide open we're looking for opportunities anybody who wants to work with us collaborate with us has an idea wants us to talk about a specific topic or you want to join us on the podcast please we love guests we love a good guest okay and you know you don't have to be a celebrity to be on our podcast you know you can literally just be a human being with good conversation with great conversation um but yeah it's a wrap guys thank you guys for tuning in as always it's Jordan and Janice we'll see you next week (laughs) that was cute